Hey everyone, Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, where we're going to talk about topics that will motivate and inspire and help you tap into your purpose and improve your performance in life and in business. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, this is Jonathan McKinnis with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, and I'm excited to have a new guest, a friend of mine, and a local community connector and leader in the community. His name is Kyle O'Connor with Alpha Dog Advertising Agency. He's got his own podcast, The South Bend Beat, and I was uh, privileged to be on that podcast uh, his last season, and I'm thankful for that. So Kyle, thanks for being with me. Oh, thanks for the invite, Jonathan. Appreciate it. No problem at all. So we are uh, bright and early on a Saturday morning getting ready for one of Notre Dame's uh, home games for the 2019 season. And it uh, looks like the, there's some excitement buzzing within South Bend. And so I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, um, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do in this season is get people on who I feel can talk to a specific topic and um, each episode, I try to have one particular focus, but I also want to learn a lot about the guest. And so the focus of this episode today is really digging into just the term connecting. And I really thought that Kyle being on the show uh, would be really powerful because Kyle knows what it means to connect. I mean, having your own advertising agency, being ingrained in the South Bend community with your own podcast, um, you know, having your family here, uh, of course, Kyle is good at connecting. And so I really thought that he can speak to the topic. There are a lot of avenues that we're going to go with this because they're, uh, we're in this interconnected society with technology, with social media, with video chats, with messenger, with all these different ways of connecting with people. Um, and so Kyle knows all about that. So I want to speak to that, but I also want to speak about you know, the issues that we face in our society as well, because we're so connected, but we're also um, struggling, I think, with personal disconnection with families and with with purpose and other things. And so I want to really get into some of that. So we'll see how this flows. But before I even get into all the details, I just wanted to kind of catch up on Kyle and find out, you know, what's going on in your life. I saw that you're helping with um, the rebranding with some of the 311 yep. initiatives yep. in South Bend and, and just some other things. Go ahead and give us an update on you and what's going on. Yeah, so uh, busy season's kind of coming to an end. Summer, things usually pick up and they get a little wild. Uh, moving into the fall, into the winter, we'll slow down a little bit. But like you mentioned, a big project we had was rebranding 311. Uh, you've probably seen their billboards around town. Uh, just trying to cut back on a few calls that they get that are repetitive and get some more information front-facing uh, to the consumers. Um, and then just bringing on a few new clients, building out websites, running social media campaigns, uh, kind of all the day-to-day -day stuff, but we are starting to slow down a little bit yeah. and I'm um, thankful for that. We'd be able to catch our breath a little bit moving into the end of the year. So you've grown a lot. Like how many employees do you have and, and what's really the, you know, yep. the, the deal deeds on that? You know? So started in um, 2013 when I moved back here from New York um, and it was just myself in my in-laws basement, just mm -hmm. cold calling. Um, and now the model we have is a little bit unique. Uh, pretty much all remote workers on a monthly basis will use seven to seven to eight, maybe up to nine or ten if we have different projects going on. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be anywhere from graphic design to writing copy, uh, content marketing, which would be like blogging and newsletters, mm -hmm. social media, web design. Um, so yeah, we have a team about eight to ten uh, that we'll keep busy on a month to month basis. And uh, uh, as far as like full time, I'm really the only one that's there in the office all the time. Uh, yeah. Be people that will pop in and out. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I also have a couple employees that I've never met. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, that's really the the type of, once again, talking about connecting, you can have yep. employees that you've never met. One of them's family. right here in town. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. really? Yeah. But I've never met her. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So she's adding value and you don't even have to worry she's about- She's fantastic. Uh, so I, I had her older sister for a while. Oh, did you? Uh, she okay. wrote copy for us and then she uh, moved on to a real solid full-time job. Um, so she said, if you would consider my little sister, uh, brought her on and she's just been a rock star. Um, so there's really no reason for me to meet her at this point. If there yeah. is, uh, I'll get a face-to-face or if she ever wants to pop into the office. But right yeah. now she does our content marketing. Uh, so she's our blogger and she'll do uh, newsletters, a little bit of social media and she just rocks it. So yeah. she gets me emails and she's an employee. I don't have to worry about. She just keeps yeah. it moving. Now, for you, you you work with with a lot of local businesses, but do you work with businesses outside of the area too, or what's that? Very few. Um, so our local agency, we really just work with small to medium-sized local businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% of our client base is within a 10-minute drive of where we're sitting right now. Yep. Um, and most of them have like two to 10 employees. Okay. We do have a few uh, clients. I have family back in Kansas, so I have mm-hmm. a few clients back in Kansas that I help out. Um and I think two or three uh, elsewhere in the country. But it's gotcha. almost, as far as day-to-day stuff, it's pretty much all local. Gotcha. Okay. So with with that in mind, um, you are connected on a local level, and I know you help some of the businesses stay connected in the community. Yep. And so I sort of want to get into the the topic of connecting. And uh, like I said earlier, um, it, it is a, it's kind of a buzzword. I'm reading a book, um, and, and some of my topics on my podcast this season is, is really uh, derived from this book called Divine uh, Direction by Craig Groeschel. And uh, one of the chapters in his book, he talks about seven decisions that will change your life. And one of the chapters in the book is, is connect. And so uh, connecting with people that can support you is important. Connecting with community, connecting with purpose, connecting with God in, in uh, many people's cases. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm very passionate about that. And so for you, let's just speak to that topic of connecting. What does that mean to you? And then let's just let this flow. Okay. Um, so connecting is obviously a huge part of what we do, both with, with the agency and then on the podcast on the side. Um, so when I got my start in marketing, I took a job in New York. Um, and people assume like big agency in New York, it was working on like the Pepsi accounts and Toyota accounts. And that really wasn't the case. The division I was in um, was still, everything was very local. We in a local municipalities, cities, neighborhoods. Um, and we worked with the small businesses. So when I transitioned back here to start Alpha Dog, it was kind of the same thing. Um, and when you're marketing strictly from a local perspective, connection mm-hmm. is the entire point. Um, you want to get your brand, your business, your company out in front. You want to get eyeballs and you want to connect to them in some level. Right. And then that'll either have them pick up the phone, shoot you an email, walk through your door. Um, and there's a million different ways to connect. Um, it's really about just finding the most efficient way and working with small to medium sized businesses. Uh, it's about finding the most affordable way as well. Yeah. Um, there's not big, huge ad spends that these big companies are going to have. So we need to find ways to connect um, very efficiently, very quickly. And uh, they want to see results quickly too, because again, the ad budgets aren't huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the podcast side, uh, that's really why I started the podcast. Yeah. Um, who a mutual friend we both have, Michael Yoder, started yep. Truth Work Media a while back, and I told him I was in. I want to start a podcast, yep. and it's really just about connecting to uh, local leaders or influencers in the city, um, people that uh, listeners would either say, uh, I've seen them on social media, I've seen them on TV, I've heard about them, but I really don't know their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to tell their story, and I wanted to talk to local business owners and tell their story, um, because if someone runs a restaurant if they're a dentist, whatever it is, they had some story that got them to that point. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to 
relay that out to listeners and have them feel that connection. Because mm-hmm. when you do feel connected to somebody, and a salesman will tell you this mm-hmm. a million times, if you can connect to somebody, it makes things so much easier. Mm-hmm. They trust you if it's a genuine connection. Right. That's so true. That genuine connection means a lot. And that's exactly why I started the podcast as well. It's not because I was trying to somehow on a national, this great level, like some, you know, influence all these people, but it was more so it gives me a reason to connect with that person across from the table. Just you being here yep. is a way for me to just to, to remind myself of the value that you have in my life. And I think that uh, I would hope that I can add that same amount of value to you. And, and that's how I feel about some of these people that I try to get on the podcast. And so um, connecting on the podcast, connecting, and I'm still kind of speaking on a, um, a business level right now. Yep. And so uh, what are the maybe some techniques that you would say if, if I'm a small business right now and I'm, I'm listening to the podcast or I'm just an individual sales guy, what are some of the, the best ways do you feel or the, the, the more immediate ways for them to connect with people on a more genuine level in, in our society right now, would you say? So if I, I'll start with the small business side first. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a small business, I would really just go about storytelling. And there's a million different ways to do storytelling. Um, the easiest way would obviously be through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, if let's say it's just restaurant A right down the street. Mm-hmm. You really don't know much about restaurant A, but if you can showcase either your menu, are you family owned? How did it become family owned? Where did the recipes come from? Mm-hmm. If you can be as front facing as possible mm-hmm. uh, with your audience, that connection is huge. Right. Um, and also a big part of connection is trust. Uh, so a lot of people um, in our case, we're a digital marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people are researching, whether it's somewhere they want to go get their teeth cleaned, somewhere they want to eat, a moving service they want to use, uh, if they don't feel that trust or they don't feel that they can trust you, the connection is probably never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Trust can be built a million different ways. Reviews are a big one, making sure that you ask people that are happy, even an- and unhappy, to just share their stories mm-hmm. and make sure that you're as transparent and as honest as possible. If they trust you and then they follow through and then they do enjoy your story or they feel a connection to your story, that connection is going to happen. And then you can drive them through the door. Someone Mm -hmm. uh, talking on the standpoint of like an individual salesman uh, connection, really it's just about listening. Uh, When you're in sales, the temptation is always always to go in and you have a script in the back of your head. I need to stick to the script. I need to say what I need to say. And you're not listening to the person on the other side of the table. A lot of times they're going to have issues. They're going to have pain points. Mm -hmm. And if you listen... I mean, when I sell, and it's been this way since I've been into sales, and even what mm-hmm. I do now, I still consider myself a salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go in to sell to somebody, I don't, I don't have a script. I don't right. know what I'm going to talk about. Even when I was in New York and we had a script in front of us, that if they say this, say this, say this, then bookend, then right. third party, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. I just wanted to listen to what they were saying and kind of go off of that and make a personal connection. If they say they like sports, talk about sports. Mm-hmm. You do have to be a little bit of a chameleon when you're in sales. Um, yep. It's good to know a little about a lot um, so you can kind of get into their interest level too. But mm-hmm. if you're not listening to them, you're never going to connect. They're going to feel like someone came in trying to sell them something. You might as well send a cold email with your script because yeah. it'd be the exact same thing. I mean, that's so true. I just had on the podcast... Um, just uh, the prior recording was with uh, John Horsley. He's a, a VP over at Oakland. Mm-hmm. And he, so he's a psychiatrist. And so we were talking about our main topic was listening. And it's so cool how that sort of just connects with connecting. And uh, most salespeople, you're right, uh, in any of the classes that I've ever been in, uh, most, and speaking from the standpoint of a loan officer, most loan officers will go in, let's say I'm speaking with a real estate agent or somebody I'm trying to get referrals from, uh, they'll mainly just say all the good things that they do as opposed to just saying, you know, what are some of your pain points? Like you said, it's so powerful. You know, what are the your top three pain points? What are some of the things that that you feel like you uh, need to improve on? 
and then try to fill that need. And then you start connecting on that more personal need-based level. I think that's really good. And so let me just reiterate what you said. Um, so storytelling is really powerful. I totally agree with that. Building trust and building trust through reviews. And so, so powerful uh, with regard to reviews. Uh, do you find that the reviews, uh, what, what is the best platform do you feel like for getting reviews? Or do you even, I mean, I guess it's, it's all across the board, but do you, is there one that maybe stands out where like, hey, if you're a small business, you definitely want to make sure that you're focusing on getting reviews on this particular platform? What would right. that be? So Google's number one, and then mm -hmm. Facebook is kind of a distant two, and then everything else would go into the last yeah. category. Google's just going to get so many more eyeballs. And if you're a small business, um, data and analytics are going to be huge. Even mm -hmm. if you don't hire an agency to do it, um, you need to know where your traffic's coming from, how much traffic it's coming from, mm -hmm. um, what their ages are, what their interest level are, what device they're using. Um, because if you, if you do have a small budget and you're using an agency or you're not, you need to be able to lean into what's working and mm -hmm. lean away from what's not working. Just stretch yeah. your dollar as far as possible. Um, Google time and time again, if you look at analytics, it's by far going to get the most eyeballs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. Facebook will get a lot, uh, but really it's going to be Google. And going about getting them um, on the Google side, incentivizing reviews is frowned upon. You're not supposed oh, to do that. Okay. Um, you can ask for reviews. That's no problem. You can ask people to leave you a review. Um, they make it real easy now with a review link where the stars will pop up immediately. Mm -hmm. But saying we're going to give such and such away for a Google review, Google doesn't mm -hmm. love that. Facebook doesn't care. But we do have landing pages on all of our clients' websites. Gotcha. That would be um, uh, one we just updated would be Rocky Vertorama, yeah. who's a local realtor. Right, yeah. Uh, be rockyvertoramo.com slash review. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just three clickable links there to Google. It'll take you straight to the stars. Facebook, it'll take you straight to the Facebook reviews. And in his yeah. case, Zillow. Um, yeah. So being able to make it as easy as possible for people to review. And then we'll hand yeah. out a lot of review cards that have whatever their website is, backslash review, yeah. and it just takes them straight there. So. Yeah. If you know somebody was happy walking out the office, you, you can usually tell if someone's happy or unhappy mm -hmm, yeah. in pretty much any vertical. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you could just hand them a card and say, hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, that would be awesome. You know what? That that's awesome. I mean, the one thing that I think salespeople struggle with or anyone that's in a business is, is asking for business and asking for yep. the review. Um, do you struggle with that? Or do you know of anyone that, I mean, is that something that you've had to kind of get over that apprehension of just asking for the business or, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely clients that are more comfortable with it than others. Um, some are just like, I want to do my job well. And if they feel like leaving a review, um, they can leave a review. And then I, I that's when I just have to say, you hired us for a reason and yeah. I'm telling you, we need to push the reviews. Right. Um, it'll, it, it'll just, it'll make you more money to put it quite simply. Yeah. Um, so then there's different ways you can go about it. You can just leave the cards kind of out on the table and right. say, Hey, take a card. If you'd like to review us, mm -hmm. if you don't want to be too aggressive, uh, follow up emails is another way. Thanks for coming in. Um, here's a review link. If you feel like leaving us a review. Yeah. So you don't have to be face to face. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that I do, if, if anyone wants to take a little tip away is when I'm meeting with a client, um, I actually go over what to expect next. So I'm in the mortgage business, so I'll sit down with the client, and then I'll um, I actually have a, you know, some like intro information on my team, and you know what makes us different. One of the things that I do when I'm initially meeting with a client is I will say, um, you know, I, my goal is to create raving fans, and there's a book by Ken Blanchard called Raving Fans, and um, and it's it's kind of a cool way for me to introduce the 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 review process for us. So I'll say, hey, I mean, one of my goals is to make sure that I'm giving you the best service possible and a great raving fan service. You can go to Zillow.com or you can go to a place called SocialSurvey.com, which is where my reviews are housed. And I'd love for you to take a look at my customer reviews. We just actually surpassed 500, which is awesome. And um, and I want you to be one of those people that gives me a review. But I want you to tell me throughout the transaction, if there's something we can do better, make sure you let me know. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to plant that seed day one when I first meet with them. 
And then it's much easier later on because you're like, hey, remember I told you I want you to give me a review? Then they're way more, the review process is much easier and they expected it already, you know? So if there's any... That, and that is a really good way to go about it and yeah. creating fanatics, which is basically what you're saying, just very diehard fans. I mean, and it's so important. Yeah. And there's a... There was an essay written a while back by Kevin Kelly, who's the founder of Wired Magazine, okay. called A Thousand True Fans. Yeah. And basically his theory is if you have a thousand true fans, you'll always be able to make money. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how far it spreads beyond that, but if you can have a thousand true fans, mm, fanatics, you'll be good to go. Um, so I'd encourage everyone to read that as well. Um, but So you said 500 Facebook reviews? Uh, it's on social survey, yeah. So it's not That's a lot of reviews. Yeah. So we just <laughs> surpassed the 500 mark in... And, uh, it, you know, you've got a lot of transactions, but mm -hmm. the key is, is getting people to go from transaction to a review because you might have a ton of people that love you, but nobody knows it because they've not done the review. So I still have, I'm, I'm close to about a 50%, um, uh, I guess review, um, completion. So, you know, I still have a lot that haven't done reviews, but, you know, trying to get people to, even if you can convert, you know, or increase your percentage of reviews that you do from like 25 to 30 or 30 to 40 or 40 to 50%. That's the key because you have fans. It's just people just don't know it. And so you have to ask for that. So now on that side, is it a review or rate? rate can they do a uh, rating or does it need to be a review? So the difference on that would be um, rating is just, you know, leaving the stars and then reviews is actually putting in text. Are they all doing reviews or are they? Do some of them do ratings? They uh, actually, in the, the service that I use, they actually will do the uh, complete review as well. So Most they're adding the text? Yeah, they're yeah. adding the text to it. They do have the option of not doing anything, but it kind of pushes them to, to right. answer some questions as well. Now, if it's on Facebook, that's a little bit different. So a lot of times you might just get a five-star review, but there's no comments made. Um, and I don't get as many Facebook reviews, and that's what I'm trying to work on is maybe getting uh, that a little bit higher. Um, you know, and maybe you can give some tips on trying to get Facebook reviews, but for me, that just hasn't been as successful. You know? And on the, on the Google side, that's a big differential now with reviews and ratings, because mm -hmm. um, Google's starting to pull the text from reviews oh. uh, for your SEO. So gotcha. a rating is great where they go in and leave five stars, but if they can, um, in your case, put awesome home lender, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, that, that's really the ideal. They're looking for yeah, more of that genuine connection, yeah. not just a quick, you know, five-star review. They want right, to see yeah, the actual. Because they'll actually pull that for SEO now. Um, wow. And you'll see it uh, in search results, no matter what you're searching. Man, that's that's interesting. So I'm learning something here. I feel like you're interviewing me now. This <laughs> is good stuff. <laughs> so, well, let me go ahead and uh, let me kind of switch gears a little bit. And so we were yeah. talking about you connecting more on that local level and you kind of have that uh, almost that hyper local focus, which I love because that's one of the things that I'm trying to do uh, within the community is just be that community resource. And I think that's what you're doing. You're being that community resource with South Bend Beat, with Alpha Dog Advertising Agency. You're, you're supporting the community, um, but on a personal level. So we've got businesses. We know what some businesses can implement to really connect with their customers and the local people that, that may do business with them. Um, on a social media, personal, uh, like technology level, we know that we can connect a lot. We've got a lot of friends, a lot of likes, but do you find that it's harder to actually have genuine relationships on a personal level or, or how do you, how do you take that with, you know, your own friends? I mean, is it like, Hey, I can only count my friends on one hand, that kind of thing. Or, or what's it like for you? So I'd like to be able to sit here and just say, oh, I have a, I have a ton of friends that I see all the time and yeah. it goes well, but I mean, that, that would be a little, uh, be kind of a lie. Yeah. Um, just cause I, I'm really big on efficiency. So I just want things to run efficiently as possible. Yeah. Um, I want to make the most out of my time. Um, so it, it can get difficult to have those real life connections. Mm -hmm. Um, th there's a few ways to really improve on that one. I think 
is uh, like nonprofit work or helping out with with mm-hmm. charities is something I've tried to be more intentional about. Mm-hmm. The temptation is always there to write a check and then you can feel good you're helping out. Oh, yeah. But giving time um, really helps a lot of it, a lot more. And whoever you're doing with, uh, obviously, if you can go and do it with people that you enjoy, enjoy hanging out with, um, it, it kind of helps double. Uh, then you're making those connections. You're hanging out with friends, people that you like, people that you respect, and you're doing good work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I've tried to be intentional about. And then just on the weekends when it's usually now that football has started, football takes up a lot of my weekends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching football. So invite a friend or two over, yeah. um, maybe someone that you usually text or whatever. Um, and as far as like technology, you mentioned there's all these different ways to connect. Mm-hmm. I'm still bad about like like phone calls. If I see a phone yeah. call coming in, I'm like, why is this person calling me? <laughs> I was like, right. um, and then if they leave a voicemail, why is there a voicemail? Right. Um, just I'll, te- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just text back or I'll email back. So trying to be more intentional about, you know, if someone wants to talk, talk to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have office space for a reason. If you want to drop by the office, drop by the office. Yeah. Um, so just trying to be more intentional about getting away from being hyper-focused on efficiency and making the most of time and just being a little bit more real life mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, hanging out with people, talking to people. Yeah. It seems so easy and it seems it's like elementary really when you think about yeah. it, but I think that's the, that's still a struggle that we face. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. And if my wife listens to it, she, she will admit that, you know, that's probably one of my, uh, my struggles is that I want to be efficient or I always want to be yep. like, you know, just always, uh, when I say connect, I mean, connect with an answer when somebody's asking a question, when it's a quick text or it's a, an email or it's a social media message or something when it comes to business, I'm always wanting to be quick to do that. And sometimes it, uh, it takes away from that personal time. And, uh, you know, do you do anything with regard to like, man, I just got to turn off right. some of the stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm connected on uh, social media, but you know what, right now I, I can't be. And so do right. you like put your phone away or what do you do to try to like really minimize that a temptation to to stay always connected with other people that might not um, give value right now. Right. So, so it kind of ends up being a double-edged sword because in order to be able to turn off either in the evening or if you go on vacation or something, really do need to be really efficient during the day. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, you try to balance, uh, I'm not going to take meetings anymore. If I am going to take meetings, they're going to be on one day, one yeah. morning. I'm not going to take phone calls anymore. But if you're doing that, then you're kind of leaning away from connection. Yeah. Sometimes it's a necessary evil. If you say at seven o'clock, I want to turn the phone off. I think um, if my wife listened to this, she'd she'd say you never turn the phone off. Um, Just being in the digital marketing and with local businesses, I mean, it's it is hard. Um, And at some point, it's just we'll hire more staff and they can take care of it. And that's something I'm finally starting to give into. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to be able to have my hands on everything. Um, but it's just not realistic long term. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it could be a restaurant that says someone just left. Keep an eye out for a bad review. We want to promote something. Um, a moving company says we really need to push this by the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I mean, it could be anything. So it is hard to turn off. But I think turning off and just like completely turning your phone off are two different things. So I can say I'm going to be done working, not answering any more emails, and I'm going to put it away for now. Um, I know when you came on my podcast, I kind of mm-hmm. asked about how your first hour looks like your last hour. Yep. I was real jealous on how you start your days. Yeah. Um, I, I just, uh, I'm probably not mentally strong enough to do that, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I would really like to be able to kind of be more efficient on my first couple hours of the day yeah. and prioritize better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as soon as my alarm goes off, I'm grabbing my phone and I'm seeing if there's any fires that need to be put out mm-hmm. in my inbox, um, making sure nothing's blown up on social. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like doing personal social stuff too. And mm-hmm. that's something I have to get better at. 
Um, so in the evenings, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still not doing a great job at that, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. You know, um, I, I think that's that's not just, that's not you, that's not me, that's everybody. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, our children now are born with a phone in their hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just the way it is. And so it's it's us, like you said, I think that word intentional is probably the biggest thing. And w however you define that within your life to have that healthy balance, you've got to get to a point where you are intentionally doing something that's going to help you connect on a more personal level with people, especially your family, your spouse, your children, and things of that nature. And I think what you said is is so powerful is just, you know, being intentional about serving together. Um, I thought that was a really good takeaway because serving brings purpose when you have purpose. Yep then it's it, your life is just so much more fruitful. Um, I think that's so so cool, so vital. And then uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, is also, I think that, and you can speak to this, is having people that you might um, want to connect with because you want to help them grow, but then also connecting with people that are maybe at a level where you're like, man, I'm not quite, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I want I want them at my table. You know, I want that person to be that person that kind of drives me to be better as well. And I think like intentionally connecting with people that are at different levels. And so do you have anyone that you like, or is there anything that you do where you're like, you know, I want to connect with this young person or this guy because I know he's got potential. Um, you, I want to pour into him. Is there anyone like that that you feel like you sort of try to mold a little bit? Um, I mean, there's been a few employees that have fit that bill. I yeah. mean, you come in and you can usually tell right away. Um, so again, in my hiring process, process, I do have a resume in front of me, I think, sometimes when I'm interviewing, yeah. but I, I don't really look at it, I mean, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I'm not sure if they went to college or not. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see the work they do, and if they're willing to learn, that's going to be the number one thing. Yeah. Um, in in this life, especially right now, um, if you're willing to learn and then you have skill sets that are valuable, you're going to be valuable anywhere. Right. Um, it doesn't matter what happens with your current job. You'll always have something lined up. Mm -hmm. And if you need to do it on your own, you can do it on your own, but you just need to be able to build skills. So if someone comes in and it's pretty obvious that they're going to want to build skills, yeah. um, they're going to be able to get after it and they're willing to learn. Because if, if you're not willing to learn, um, I mean, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're a CEO and you're not willing to learn, yes. you're probably going to be a CEO for a pretty short amount of time. Yeah. Um, so let alone coming in looking for a job. Um, so, I mean, there's nobody really pinpoint to say younger person, I think, oh, they're going to blow up. Yeah. Um, but th there's a lot of people that do fit that bill. Yeah. Um, and I just try to, especially what we do with remote working, um, it's a lot of it is part-time. It's just mm -hmm. kind of hyper-focused. Like if you do this, you do this, yeah. um, you'll be able to work from home. We'll pay you for it well. But Alpha Dog usually ends up being a stepping stone to yeah. something bigger, to like a big time offer. Mm -hmm. And that's cool with me. If they mm -hmm. can use Alpha Dog and showcase what they can do and they can learn while they're here, mm -hmm. I get a great employee out of it. And then they can go on and get a fantastic that's job. Awesome. Um, so there is a lot of people, especially in, in the uh, advertising world, you have a lot of creatives, a lot of people that are yeah. willing to push boundaries, willing mm -hmm. to learn. Um, they're not just going to fall in with the status quo. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty easy to identify those people off the bat. Yeah. That is good. So uh, I like that, you know, not necessarily just going off of a resume and, but actually connecting on that personal level and seeing that there's value in this person. I can see that they would add value to the business. I think that's good. Uh, what about um, people in your life that you feel like, man, this person's a mentor to me. Do you try to connect with anybody like that or what's your take on that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's still a few people I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk to. Um, so I'm a Bethel grad. I went to Bethel mm -hmm. um, and my mentor there 
Uh, his name is, uh, we call him Dr. Pete, but it's Pete McCown. Um, mm-hmm. He's over with, uh, he's over in Elkhart now, uh, but he was a professor there. Um, he started a chain of Little Caesars restaurants that were very successful. Oh, wow. okay. And he was a business professor and a VP over at Bethel. And uh, he's, he's just a bright dude. Mm-hmm. I'll still see him every once in a while. He's very involved in the South Bend Elkhart uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was someone that I would consider a mentor. And then Beyond that, I mean, my family, my dad, who's been yeah. a very successful basketball coach for a very long time, yeah. um, I'll check in with him a lot. And then I do a lot of reading mm-hmm. um, and podcasts. So uh, I, I would consider them mentors. Um, yeah. uh, a few authors would be like Malcolm Gladwell. I try to read a yeah. lot of him. Tim Ferriss, who has a great podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of and uh, he has some very good books. Um, so I, I, I try to use mentors professionally, you know, people that I may never meet, yeah. family, yeah. Uh, teachers, friends, coaches. Um, there's probably no one, no single mentor that would be like, if I have an issue that I'll pop in with, it would probably be what is the issue. Yeah. And there's probably somebody that can fill that avenue and has yeah. been down that road before. I think that's awesome because we're all just sort of like this portrait being painted. We're like this uh, clay on um, on a wheel, right? And then you've got all these, not just one person there, but you've got all these hands on your life and there's there's impressions on you. You've got the thumbprint of all these people in your life. And I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I would say, um, is really important. The one thing I took away from that too, is that you don't have to have a mentor necessarily. That's, um, that's somebody that even knows you. I mean, there's people you're reading books and, uh, there's some, uh, there's people that sometimes shy away from self-improvement books or things that can, can maybe help your life, um, on a more, uh, deeper, uh, meaningful level. Uh, because they just, I don't read or I don't listen to podcasts or anything, but I think if I would encourage anybody, it may not obviously be my podcast, but I mean, there's, there's so many resources out there for you to connect with, with people, um, uh, that have, uh, that have been there, that have done that. I think that's an important thing, but I like the idea of you, uh, even talking about your dad, because, uh, for me, I remember when my dad was, uh, he had almost died. He had a heart attack and, um, and I, I, he, I always looked to him as like this anchor in my life. And when I thought that he was close to dying, it was a, it was, it was really, it was kind of hit my heart, hit home. And, um, and of course he survived and he's doing well now. And, and I still go to him, uh, not thinking like I know it all and not thinking that I, um, that I've got all the answers or my dad doesn't have the, you still go to people because you have a humble spirit. You have a willingness to learn. And I actually had another podcast and our topic was learning and, and the, the best learners, the best connectors, I think, are the ones that have a humble spirit and those that are willing to, to connect on a, a non-selfish level. Do you think that our society is selfish? I mean, I, th- I think it could be trending that way. I mean, it, yeah. it depends on what um, kind of what realm you're in. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think willing, willingness to learn and willingness to admit that you don't know um, yeah. what you don't know is becoming a little bit more rare. Yeah. Um, I like when I'm sitting at a table, I like to be the dumbest person at the table. And very, very often that's the case. Um, but no. but that's really the way to go about it, though. Yeah. Um, you, you just want to be able to learn. I mentioned earlier, even a CEO is not willing to learn. It's going to be in yeah. a little bit of trouble, especially with how evolving our world is, how fast moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to learn every day. There's off the top of my head five, six skills that are very relevant to what I do and yeah. what I should be doing every day that mm-hmm. I need to get a lot better at. Yeah. Um, there's only so much time in the day to dive into it, um, but that's when you have to either prioritize or hire help. Um, but I mean, a lot of people, I, I don't even want to, because it's going to sound like it's almost like trashing all millennials yeah. to say, and I, <laughs> I am a millennial, right. saying they want it to come quick, but a lot of times it's just, it's efficiency too. Um, yeah. uh, 
the old saying is, and, and I've found this to be true, if you want to find the most efficient way to do something, give the lazy person the job. Right. And they'll find out the best way to do it. They'll do it quickly. Um, it may not be one, two, three, four, five. Here's how I'm going to do it in a PowerPoint. Yeah. But 15 minutes later, they come back and be like, yeah, it's done. Yeah. And uh, that's a good way to go about it too. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just, I, I think it just all goes back to being willing to learn. Yeah. And uh, especially jumping into a career at this point, if you're younger, I have a sports management degree yeah. and I worked in baseball for a couple of years and mm-hmm. it, it wasn't for me. I took no marketing classes in college. Mm-hmm. I never knew I wanted to be in marketing or advertising. Yeah. And that's becoming the reality for more and more kids mm-hmm. to where um, they're going to school to some, for something or they're not going to school at all. Yeah. And you're going to have to be versatile and you're going to have to learn a lot of skills. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You have to be versatile and you're right. <laughs> you're right. You can learn a lot from, um, I've actually had last season, um, a guy and we talked about the millennial misconceptions and how there's a lot of really hardworking millennials and just people of every generation for that matter. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think that we're in a society of, of selfish people or self-centered people. I think that uh, our, just, um, our expectations have shifted. You know, I think that's probably the big thing. And I think like what you said is, is always learning is so important or, or understanding is, is probably the, a good key term to think about is like, hey, you know, um, I may not um, like the same things you like, but I can understand where you're coming from. Right. You know, I, I you may have grown up in a different environment than me, but I understand where you're coming from, putting yourself empathizing. And I think when you can empathize, then you can connect, right? Instead of just coming at people with a, with, you know, pointed finger and a judgmental attitude, you're actually coming at people alongside them and saying, you know what, I can, I can see where you're coming from. I think that makes a big difference. And that takes humility as well. You know, um, any other thoughts on that? Are you gonna- I mean, y- if and I think what's viewed as selfish a lot of time is really just misunderstood to where I mean a lot of people are just trying to build their brand. I mean, which sounds like very new age and a lot of people roll their eyes at that, but building your brand is a big deal now. I mm-hmm. mean, it's something that you have to do. I'm not just saying that because I'm in marketing or advertising, yeah. but even if it's a personal brand and that can look selfish at time. Like, yeah. oh, I'm trying to pull attention toward me, I'm trying to pull traffic toward me. Um, but it's just a necessary evil. And I think that can be misconstrued a lot of times. Yeah. Um is being selfish. And I, speaking to your other point, I just started uh, Malcolm Gladwell's new book, which is called okay. Talking to Strangers, and it's how okay. to talk to people that you don't know, oh, okay. um, just from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the early stages of that book, and it's just being able to, uh, you know, say, you know, this person either grew up a way I didn't grow up, they work in a different kind of world than I work in, but being able to talk to them, understand, and, you know, get to know them in a personal level. And a lot of things will start to make sense and fall into place. Stuff that you either didn't care to know about or you just didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can really get eye to eye to that person and realize why they're walking the way they're walking. That's so true. So one of the things that you'd mentioned, and we'll uh, wrap it up here, um, but one of the things that I want to be known for, I think about uh, my my why and, and, um, and, and it's, I don't consider it selfish, but I think that maybe from the outside looking at some that would crit- criticize me might say that it is selfish. Like for instance, doing my own podcast, you know, what yep. is that about? um, I feel like, and, and this is me personally being transparent. I feel like I've been given, we all been given a platform. And what I mean by that is we've all been given an influence uh, to some extent. So I can influence my children, my, my spouse, the people that work for me or work with me people within my community, people within my church congregation, you know, my family members, my friends. I mean, so we've all been given a platform, whether we believe it or not, we all have a platform of influence. And my goal is to try to take whatever my platform is and influence people positively. Do I always 
succeed no i mean sometimes i have bad Pretty days close, always but no. <laughs> like thank you i appreciate you saying that um but you know I, I think that you know if we have the ability to influence people positively why not why not try to do that and so one of my main whys is I, i've been given a god-given platform in certain areas and i want to make sure that i'm using that and being a good steward of my time to try to influence people positively and so that's really what I want to be known for is that, man, he always, he, he served God, he served others, he was a positive influence, he wasn't the person that when they stepped into the room that um, it brought the room down and they were negative and he always tore things down, but he, he was a builder. And so I want to make sure that that's my purpose. So for you, when you think about what you want to be known for and, you know, if, if uh, you were to introduce yourself to somebody, what would be that lasting impression that you would want them to have of you? What would that be for you, would you say? Oh, Loaded question. <laughs> um, I'd like to. I'd like people to just say that I was uh, good to people. If you're speaking on a professional level, um, just good to businesses, um, and really didn't. I mean, it's. I mean, it's easy to go in. Um, so speaking just from a professional standpoint, first, it's easy to go into a small business and honestly scare people. Yeah. Um, and use scare tactics and say you need to do this, this, and this, or your business can shut down. I mean, yeah. and, and that's pre that's pretty common. I just want people to say he was good to people. He was honest to people. He went in, told them the exact story, what they actually needed, didn't didn't try to get more out of them than than what was needed, and actually delivered results. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, we don't have big accounts, so working with small businesses when the restaurant is having more revenue month over month, when more people are going to the dentist. Mm -hmm. um, more people are buying listings from the real estate agent. That's what helps us, and that's what keeps us rolling. Mm -hmm. um, on a personal standpoint, again, I just want people to say that he was good to people. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's really my only concern. Um, just saying when I came in contact with him, he was good to me. He was honest to me. Yeah. Uh, he was real with me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think it really is that simple for me. Just be good to people. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter if yeah. you agree with them, don't agree with them. They come from a different walk of life. Uh, you can always be good to people. And yeah. there's really no reason to be anything other than that. Man, that is so good. That's a good conclusion to it. Be good to people. And uh, just to kind of reiterate everything else is just connecting. So if you are um, struggling with that, remind yourself that <clears throat> you are not an island. You are not designed to be on your own. You are designed to connect with people. Uh, you're designed to connect with purpose. I believe you're designed to connect with God. You're designed to connect with greater things. And, um, and I think you really hit it on the head with uh, the business um, aspect and then also on a personal level. So that's awesome stuff, man. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Th thanks for having me. And, and again, um, I, you know, I said this on my podcast. I'm a big fan of you. I thanks. thank you for bringing me on yeah. from a marketing standpoint. You do it about as good as it can be. And you are one of my favorite people on this planet. You're a real good dude. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate it. And those of you who uh, don't know much about Kyle, which you guys probably do, but if you don't, make sure you uh, visit his uh, site, um, Alpha Dog um, Agency. AlphaDogAgency.com. Yep. And then uh, your uh, podcast is South Bend Beat. Yep. You can find that at SouthBendBeat.com. Awesome. So I uh, appreciate you being on the show. If those of you are, if you're new to the show, make sure you uh, subscribe, make sure you share, make sure you rate the show and just give us some love and, and hopefully uh, you found some value out of this. So until next time, this is Jonathan McKinnis with Kyle O'Connor. Thanks again, man. Yep. Thank you. We'll see you guys.